It is, of course, the John Reed Jog on Radio Show, and I am over the moon, ecstatic, to finally welcome back to the studio here at Maritime Radio, Mr. Dave Sutherland. Now, Dave was here just before the pandemic all kicked off, and he is back. Um, it's not his fault, by the way. <laughs> it's not his fault with the pandemic, but it's uh, it's so good to actually have him back. Dave, how are you? I'm very good, John. Thanks for having me back. It feels like a long time ago since I was up to see you last, doesn't it? Well, that's the trouble. It was like, well, it was nearly two years ago it must now. be coming up two years. Yeah, two years. Ridiculous amount of time. And of course, and then it all went a bit silly. It did. <laughs> <laughs> all went a bit silly and all the plans got put on the back burner and everything else. It did. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, yeah. so, how have you been? I've been good, actually. It's funny having... It feels like I've had a couple of years off, uh, which is too long for a holiday, obviously. But yeah. I've, I've got... Um, wondering whether to do loads of, like, uh, online gigs and stuff. And I, tr- I did a couple of things, and I wasn't really getting it. And I thought, you know what? We didn't know how long it was going to last, did we? So I thought, maybe I'll have a, a month off, and it'll all clear over. Um, so I did a few bits of songwriting and stuff, and then I did a bit of decorating indoors and a bit of gardening and thinking it's going to blow over. And, of course, it went on and on and on and on. And it was like, OK, so how's this going to work? Uh, and... Um, you know, eventually we started to come out of it, and there was a little s- spell in the middle where gigs were back on, uh, and I think there was a window of about a week, and I managed to get a show in, and it was packed, and it was we, no one really knew how to behave because uh, oh, you're allowed to stand up, sit down, whatever. Um, and then it all kicked in again, didn't it? And we're all back to square one. So who knows where we're at? It was like control delete, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone suddenly got the blue screen of death, and that was it. It was like control <laughs> delete. Let's just reboot the whole thing. But now, last time you was into the studio, we spoke about your new material, your new album, your your new bits and pieces, which was coming out in the next few months. And yeah. that kind of yeah, that kind of went down here a little bit. Well, it took a little bit longer, should we say, than than it should have. Well, it sort of in in a weird way covid sort of did me a favor which is a weird thing to say because that's not a nice thing but it gave me that breathing space to relax a little bit and let them finish the album without rushing it um because i was getting a little impatient we think when we're going to get get moving on this and i'm i was pumped up and ready to go um and then that got there and um obviously the brakes went on and then everything settled down and we wasn't quite sure you know when would we have to play again same as hundreds of musicians a lot of my friends was you know everyone's out of work basically um where do you play you know so like i say a lot of people were doing the uh the online thing and you know with the camera and everyone was playing left-handed because it was all back to front and stuff but it's good to see you know a lot of my friends were doing that um but i wasn't as technical as, as i should be so let's just say that but you and, say that you, know, you did do a couple from the shed i did one in the shed i thought and, and one of these one of the songs on the album and someone said you've got to do something why aren't you doing something and i thought well, i'll sit in the shed i'll get the 12 string out and i'll do one uh and i think that's all i, I think that's all i did wasn't it? <laughs> it was enough for me to be true for you it was no it was it was good to see something back out there and of course move on 18 months or so and finally the album's ready the album i mean the album was ready just before covid just about there was a few things to do artwork and stuff and we were sending images across to this fella in new york who was taking care of all of that um but the songs were done uh, we had all the mixes and it was getting mastered and finally around mid-january this year february 
we got the product which was what you've got you know it's the, all the lovely artwork it's all in all the songs are on in mastered uh and that was it and then we just had to wait and see how this was going to pan out with the availability to release it or gigs wise because you can't just throw it out you've got to you've got to promote it and you know we're dragging on into the last part last quarter of the year um so i thought well i've got the product I love it. We gave a few secret copies out here and there to get a bit of a feedback to see what people thought of it, which was, you know, there's a few, some lovely comments and stuff. And I thought, well, listen, why don't I just do two shows, one in, one in Greenwich, London, and one somewhere else? And it, I chose Bishop Stortford, which is, I used to live up that way back in the day for about 18 months. And the music scene up there is really similar to down in Greenwich. Um, lovely bunch of people. So I thought, why don't I do two gigs? We we got a few pre-releases from the label, um, which we can knock out of the suitcase, <laughs> uh, and I can play the songs and just because I've been I've been asked for you know ages when's it coming out? Can we hear it? And I've sort of been having to sit on it, and it's been a bit of a, it's been quite annoying. And you want to oh come on, let's get it let get it going. So so tomorrow I'm playing on Sunday down in Greenwich. Um, so yeah, it's now I've got nothing to hide behind. There's no excuses. That's it. We are officially launching. Yeah. I suppose realistically because we did have the exclusive play. You did it was you, wasn't it, sir? Yes, yes, we had the exclusive play. And now this this baby, this child of Dave that he's uh, talking about, is the last drop of empty. The uh, the album that followed on the waiting list, it, the number one Americana album, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I, was, I keep telling people oh, it was ten years ago that I went to number was one it in 10 America. Years? Yes. It was 12. It's 12. <laughs> That's worse. It's worse. I was looking, hang on a minute. Work count backwards. It's actually 12 years. Uh, where did those two years... I mean, these last two years have sort of gone quickly but also very slow so that's where the extra two years have come from no doubt so so last drop of empty yeah where did that come from well the the original thing for that was i, I was having a, i must have been five or six years ago i was having a couple of pints of guinness in the malden in greenwich and one of my old friends came through the door and i turned around and said to him hello mate how, how are you doing and he said oh i'm down to the last drop of empty dave and i just went thank you <laughs> Um, I thought, what? I've never heard it again since no. a phrase, and I thought, I'll keep that. There's got to be something in there because it just rolls off the tongue. It does. It does. Are you feeling I'm just down to the last drop of empty, mate? Yeah, so. It sums up, doesn't it? You know, well, especially. Um, so that was the song. That was a title for the. That was definitely a title for the song before the song was written. Yeah. Uh, and it sort of just fell into place. Well, she had the title first. Rare that happens. That's really? the only time I think ever. I That's must admit, happening. when when people come up with songs and you, you see people write different tracks and all that, I could never work out how you could write a song. I must admit, yeah. Do you write the song first? Do you write the music first? You know, it's it eludes me. But to to someone just to come in and go, oh, how are you? You know, it's the usual. I'm on me uppers. Yeah, you know, it's things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm down to my last drop of empty and, and things like I that. Just stuck with me, and I just thought I've got to somehow use that at some point uh, I remember just sitting at the kitchen table oh, yes, what did he say down to the down to the last there it is yeah so I thought I'd write something that's amazing which I did <laughs> we like that I like that a lot I mean there's some old favourites on the album one of my favourite we spoke off air earlier from the Vauxhall Tavern to the Deptford Broadway yeah. you performed that last time you was in people went silly for that people went absolutely silly and I found I was asked more about that where could they get that yeah and you said at the time that's off the new album it's a bit and of a surprise that one i didn't it's um obviously i've been playing that song for i think i wrote that 25 years ago john 
in somewhere in America. Just you, you can't. You don't look now older than thirty. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I remember just being somewhere. I think we'd been in America for a month or five weeks or something, and it was just. I was getting a little homesick, and I remember we would. I had the chorus for that, and we were, you know, the Deptford Broadway bit, and I'd make the rest of it up, just when we were playing at these big jams and stuff. So I had the chorus, and then I, I think there's a bootleg that's got 25 verses made up of gibberish. Really? Um, and I finally got round to writing it, and I've got it down to two verses and a chorus, and repeated it, and I've sort of been singing it ever since, really, you know, and you go places and it's just about little deptford it is and i yeah. think that's what warms me to the album you know there's there's a lot of bits and pieces which we'll cover a little bit later on but you know more and more um should we say references to south london you know where we all grew up uh, well, and yeah. still to the area as well i mean we're on top of shooters hill i'm just looking out your window and i can see three of my songs from here <laughs> you know they're just they're all out there somewhere just this yeah with a little influences from uh, where you come from isn't it and so, little adventures yeah little adventures yeah <laughs> right now before before we go on, what should we do? Do you want to play one off the album, or do you want to play uh, one live? You, should we do you one can off stick the... one on off your. I'll see what I'll do. Why Let's not? hear the first from the album, the last drop of empty. Dave, how did this come about? Meadow Daisies. Meadow Daisies. Oh, that was a song. I don't know really. That was one of the ones that writ, so wrote it. How do you say? Writ wrote. I should know. Um, uh, penned. 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 Penned myself fairly quickly, um, and because it's in a funny old guitar tuning. It sort of it was quite quirky, and I just had this idea of a, like a couple. Um, she was in the theatre, and he was working, and they just had this sort of love affair. And you know, she's not the best looking woman in the world, but he loves her, and she loves him, and it's one of those. You know, it's just, it's just a, it's just a, just a love story. It's just a love story. Yeah, just a love story. Well, I'll tell you what, then. Thanks ever so much, Dave. Let's hear the track now, right now, here on Maritime Radio, um, from the album Last Drop of MT. Here, it's Meadow Daisies. Some little lies 
Dave Sutherland and Meadow Daisies off the album Last Drop of Empty here on Maritime Radio. Just talking off air, Dave, with that one. That yeah. one just, it's weird at the end, isn't it? It's got a little refrain, I think you call it, where it just travels on nicely for because it's quite a groove. There's quite a little stomp, it's quite a stumpy little track that. And it's, um, it, yeah, it travels on. You're not quite sure where it's, even me, I don't know where it's going sometimes. You go, is it, oh, there, and that's the, the production from Stacey Parrish, who produced the album with, with Jack Cassidy. He's a very clever, puts things into little compartments and leads you down paths and then you get twisted out and you go to another little section so you've got to be on your toes really and you've got to, it'll change you know and that bit and it just travels off nicely into into the end yeah uh, so yeah he did a and once again it's got <laughs> you are a master of lyrics I'm sorry you are a master of lyrics you know it's got the uh, the council flat equivalent of Marilyn Monroe <laughs> and there's you know there's only I, was, I should imagine a, a handful of people out there that can actually get tickety-boo into a track as well yeah, everything's tickety-boo I used to work with a bloke how are you tickety-boo it's a great word isn't it, it tickety-boo and now I, now I used it I hear it all the time actually so there it is someone's just said it oh there it is yeah it's about if, you, if you're if you tuned in for it it's um yeah yeah someone else tickety-boo yeah tickety-boo it, it just uh, what was the <laughs> other one um, there's another track you've got ever-changing skyline uh, the trolley three wheels in the mud yeah, moving yeah. nowhere fast yeah and you can see, you can see an old trolley yeah. dashed in the Thames, yeah. in the mud. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. He wants to get out of the river and get on the path, doesn't he? But you know, it's but going he, nowhere. He's got one, one of the wheels is Just long spinning. Stint. Yeah, you got it, John. Yeah, <laughs> you can see it, and that's it. That's, and as I said, that's what I like. Every one of these tracks are rather like a, a small story, you know. You can kind of see where exactly you're going with it and whatnot. So, uh, anyway, let's get back to uh, the matter in hand, shall we? Um, so, we, we found out the whole uh, um, naming of the album and where that come from yeah. um, how did you record it because obviously in these times well we started recording it it must have been three years three and a bit years ago um, how it all came about was I was doing some gigs in London one was at the Troubadour the old songwriting place up West London um, and that's where I bumped into the, the guy who was doing the sound that evening was was this fella Stacey Parrish who um for somehow he got me sounding really good on stage and i was like hang on a minute this fella knows he's i'm wow that sound i can really give it the full beans and i felt confident in the sound and and we we did a couple of gigs and we, we started chatting and he's obviously he's an american lad um and we started talking and i never thought i'd do another album to be honest john after waiting list it was 10 years or sorry 12 years and i thought okay do you know what this geezer's really good um we got together and he said, can you get to Sweden next Wednesday or whatever? And I was like, well, Sweden? He said, yeah, my, my wife's Swedish. Can you come to my studio? Which I, w- I flew over to Denmark, over the bridge, and then into Sweden. And we started putting these little ideas down and sort of spitballing some, some lyrics I had. And he started working on that. And then I came back to, to London. Uh, and then I went back there again. And then... He decided would I be interested in having this fellow called Jack Cassidy get involved in the project. And, I mean, I know I knew the name Jack Cassidy. I'd never met him or anything, but, you know, if you do your, your research, you work out he was, he's, you know, he's in Jefferson Airplane. He played the original Woodstock Festival. Like, I mean, how cool is that? And what a lovely fella. He's, he's, he, um, he's got a house on the Isle of Jersey and he's got a big mansion in L.A., and you're sitting in the corner and you're hoping you can hold it together while 
these guys are playing with you, you know, because you're from Kidbrook and they're from California. Yeah, but you uh, wouldn't have been there. You wouldn't have been invited if you wasn't to their calibre. You know, if, well, if you walked not. in there with a drum on your back and the yeah, arm Yeah, I, I, I guess not. I was, it, was, um, it wasn't easy, easy, but I guess they push you to get the best out of you. You know, um, from when I did wait on the waiting list, we were all living in a Welsh cottage for two weeks and it was all lovely and Welsh, you know, and this was California, Bel Air, California. Uh, and it was very, it was just huge, really. And the, all the stuff in the studio was amazing. And you, then you have to do your bit. You have to really like go, right, come on, Sutherland. You know, not every take was great. And then I might get a, a good one. And then I think, all right, I've got it. And they go, no, you can do it again. We'll do it another time. And so they really push you to get the best out of you. And you don't really know how you're doing until many weeks or months later when, they, when they're mixing it down. And then another trip to somewhere else, Sweden again, I think. So... There was a few flights involved, you know, so I'm walk- I've been walking ever since to balance that out, you know, but... Yeah, so it was all over the place, really, you know. Yeah. All over, and then, of course, the master drops, and that's it. It's it's cut and done, then. It's all done, yeah. I mean, it, it took a bit longer than maybe we were, I was hoping, but that's just the way the stuff goes uh, with with the music sometimes. And um, finally, we got it last... When did we get it? Christmas? just before Christmas, and we were floored when we got it back because they, they like to keep it to themselves to start with. I mean, you have to trust, when you go into this working relationship, you have to trust the people who are working for you and you're working with. And, you know, they saw something in me that they've brought the best out of me, which I can't thank them enough for. You know, it's a lovely experience. I mean, how they did it, I, I couldn't tell you. I know what I did. I sat there and played the guitar and sung the songs I wrote sitting around the table, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they brought, and they added stuff to it, and it's definitely got an American production sound, which I guess I was always wanting and looking for. Uh, now I've done it, you know, it's, 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 um, it's just, I'm really proud how it's turned out, you know, and I want people to hear it, and oddly some interesting people have heard it and oh, yes. let we'll, me know you know we'll, we'll very... dip our toe into that in a little while <laughs> yes i'll tell you what then let's let people hear it do you want to do a live track shall we do one right go on yeah right so what one are you uh, what one are you going to do dave um well should we do last drop down down to the last drop of empty the let's title just... track from the album yeah let's um... all right then so live from the top of shooters hill here at maritime radio it's dave sutherland local singer songwriter local boy made good <laughs> with the title track from the album last drop of empty here on maritime right, radio it's dave get, sutherland see if we can get this going to the last drop of empty Down to the last drop of some When you start out in this world you've plenty And when it's gone you hope some more will come Trains and planes and the changing names Take you from this life but if you're asking me who you want to be, can I politely decline to influence with my tuppence? Your heart is but your own. Have you seen me, Jim? Still on this limb, I'll be there forevermore. Down to the last drop of empty. Down to the last drop of some. When you start out in this world you've plenty And when it's gone you hope some more will come 
sail away to yesterday towards tomorrow's light. Steer it strong and you can't go wrong to horizons out of sight. Be the man you know you can and you'll always be alright. When the race is run and the troubles come, you'll be ready for the fight. Down to the last drop of empty. Down to the last drop of song. When you start out in this world, you plenty. And when it's gone, you hope some more will come. Down to the last drop of empty. Down to the last drop of sun. When you start out in this world, you've plenty. And when it's gone, you hope some more will come. Yeah, and when it's gone, you hope some more will. Oh, Dave, amazing. <laughs> Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The title track from the album, uh, down to the last drop of MT. It is, of course, Dave Sutherland. Thank you. From Shooters Hill to Charlton and Woolwich, your favourite music and everything local. This is Maritime Radio for Greenwich. Dave, right, an amazing tune. How did that one come about? Then you you said about the last drop of MT. Was it literally just sitting there and that, that come back into your head? Yeah, I think so. I just had to the chorusy bit, and then that just rolled off the tongue. It's quite a folky one. I always had that sound in a sort of a folky kind of yeah um, sound. Um, but yeah, just to get the words out, really, you know. Uh, on the album, it's something slightly different this time. There's a duet on there. There is a duet on there. Um, yeah. Most of the things that you are yeah. a haunting tune, a really, really beautiful tune, and it's got the talent of. Now I've got to make sure I say this properly, uh, Moa. Druga. Moa Drugo. Correct. Druga, yeah. She, yeah I, I'm not sure. I mean, it's a Swedish. She's a Swedish girl. Yeah. Um, with, a, with a Swedish Swedish name. Um, yeah. Moa. Well, I'll just call her Moa. Moa. She's lovely. I actually um, Googled her. She's got some tracks on YouTube. She has, and yeah. In to- her own right. Amazing. Totally different to the yeah. stuff she's done with me. Um, uh, and I didn't meet until, 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 until after the recording, so... I had no idea what she looked like or, you know... Um, but she did a phenomenal job, didn't she? It was just so... She's her voice is beyond her years, you know. She's a young girl and she's got this amazing, haunting, haunting just gets you, doesn't it? But you know, it's it's totally different to yours, you know. That's yeah. the thing, it's you've got someone like yourself, um, not country, um, Americani, you know. What I mean, it's yeah. but you've got hers, which something very much like Evanescence. How did that come about? Well, she'd worked with Stacey Parrish before on a project. Um, uh, he's really good at putting people together who, whose voices are kind of similar, but all will complement each other. And there was talk, because I, I, I sang that whole song originally as just just me singing. Um, and I wrote that. That's quite an old song, too. I wrote that for a friend of mine down in Greenwich. And um, he was talking, uh, Stacey was talking about, you, sh- you should have a duet on the album, Dave. You know, And I was like, well, I've, I haven't written one. And so he said, well, this one about you know most of the things. I said, well, yeah, it might work. You know, um, I wasn't, when well, he was totally 100% right. You know, he just, well, the first time we heard it, we couldn't believe it, really. Um, and she did such a fantastic job on it. We sung it together once. We, we, she's coming down to the gig to, to sing with me. Um, and when it, kicks in with the harmonies it is such a lovely 
sound i love i mean i we, we when we we did it once before and she sings the first line and then i come in and i forgot that i was watching her i forgot to come in everyone was laughing i was like oh sorry let's do, let's do that again because she's just such a lovely voice you know it's a great track the way it, the way it just starts because you when you first listen to the album you're expecting you yeah and then yeah and the, the first line is all her and it, yeah it's it's a very it's powerful, a shock isn't it yeah, to start with um and it builds and builds and builds and it's just a little country waltz sad sad song yes um, it is isn't it it is a dum 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 yeah you dum, can just go yeah. around can't you yes you know? you're right um, yeah and now it's lovely and it's that river isn't it it's just i'm so proud of that yeah yeah, yeah. very another amazing track off the album amazing <laughs> track let's address the elephant in the room there is another track on the album um my one true love yes now this uh, was born out of a necessity wasn't it um, realistically it was uh, it was written on the hurry up oh yeah it was how do you know that um, oh, so, yeah. so you're, how did you get that bit of information <laughs> so the, the, the thing was when they I had to go the big, the big thing at Los Angeles fly over um, and I wasn't sure if I'm going to be doing overdubs or, or singing some new songs. So I had a couple of songs. Uh, we, we did one which didn't make the album, and then it was, OK, let's do another song this afternoon, Dave. And I was like, OK, think, Dave, think. And I was staying just across the street uh, in this lovely, like it was like a tranquil yoga centre, and there was a lovely lady in there, and she, was, she said, I said, I've got to write a song, quick. And she said, well, why don't you just go and sit over there and just come, and then I was thinking well i do a little ragtime thing on the guitar and see well and i started singing and i just wrote it down on one and then half an hour later we went back in and i said yeah let's do this one i wrote this ages ago like 20 minutes ago you know um, yeah and we did it and it took it was two or three takes boom done in in the can and it was like wow okay i've done it <laughs> such a job done such a do blag. you ain't know big heads such a really. blag yeah <laughs> They don't know that, actually, the Americans. They don't. No, uh, we won't yeah. tell them, have we? We'll, we'll keep that. that. Yeah. Keep that on the South London yeah. quiet, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll keep that on the manor. But of course, it went on to be the soundtrack to the film of the same name, One True Love, uh, written and directed by, of course, Emma Pitt and Dan Shoring. Yeah, the missus, yeah. Yes. Well, not Dan, but. The, yeah. uh, really? <laughs> so she has this lovely habit of nicking some of my song lyrics to, to write films as, for the same title, and I should start doing the same, really, shouldn't I? Really? Nicking, yeah. nicking them back. Um, and she um, wrote this amazing piece during lockdown and filmed it and she came on your show and spoke yeah. about it and uh, it's um really moving poignant film oh it's um, cracking it is a if you haven't seen it my one true love it's uh, starring of course lisa stevenson and sheila reed sheila reed's in it and lisa stevenson yeah uh, and she did it on a zoom call thing and everyone who's watched it it's just floods of tears yes it's just and then little old me with the song at the end and we didn't actually we couldn't get hold of the the, the the recording I did in LA so I just did a little cameo down the phone kind of sound to, to do for the end credits um part of the song and so she that's it that's in the film at, at the end to just you know because there's only the, like the, the two actresses in it so it's very short credits but a little snippet of the song yeah uh yeah my one true love should we hear the song now play it? Go yeah on. go on yeah. then i'll tell you what um uh, from the album of course dave sutherland's album the last drop of empty the song that turned out to be the soundtrack to the film my one true love written and directed by emma pitt and dan shoring if you can check that out on youtube uh it's been on london live as well She's 
had it. He was on the telly. That's quite good. And yeah, um, yeah, I've yeah. been told it's up for the Portobello Film Festival this weekend. Yeah, that's part. That's the middle. That's Friday, I think. We're we're up there for. Oh, yeah, she should. Yeah, she'll be fine up there. Yeah, be, a, no, no it's, trouble. It's multi award yeah. winning. I think the uh, the saying is so. Yes, from the album Last Drop of Empty. This is my one true love. So the pages are red And the roses too And the violets cry As they always do Will you come along? Or will you come with me? With a one true love That a heart can see The one true love that a heart may find Is a one true love One of a kind The eyes and ears They cannot find The one true love That a heart can find soul that's true Like a river's wine Like a cuckoo's home Like a Spanish wine Where we all are What we all do The one true love That we all knew The one true love So the pages are red And the roses too And the violets cry As they always do Where we all are What we all do The one true love That we all knew The one true love One true love here on Maritime Radio. Dave Sutherland from the album Last Drop of Empty. We're back in the studio with Dave. You all right over there? I'm good, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, he's got his guitar ready. He's got yeah. his guitar ready. So, um, right, Dave, so what's happening next? Um, okay, so like I say, we're, gonna do, we're doing these two two shows as just a sort of do two shows and sell a couple of limited copy of the albums on both nights so get down if you want one you've got to get there and um we'll, we'll uh, see what we can do for you um but so that's uh, tomorrow night um in bishop stalkford and sunday down to pelton in greenwich one of our rock stomping grounds yeah and the pelton's uh, uh five o'clock five o'clock and it's a nice early show so yeah. five till seven seven thirty whatever we, we decide we can get away with <laughs> uh and we can have a drink afterwards and just you know chill leave the yeah. car you know that's it come just... back went the following wednesday whatever you know, 
Joe, bring back memories. That does <laughs> terrible memories, terrible times. Uh, and of course, you're opening as well for Slim Chance. Yeah, I got the nod to do a little support for Slim Chance at the Half Moon in Putney, down in um, Putney, um, October, I think that is. Um, so looking forward to do that with the, with those guys. You're, you're starting to gig again. It must feel better for your mental health. Well, more than absolutely. Anything. You know, you can play indoors as uh, and you can write stuff, but there's nothing better than getting out there. And it's you know it's nerve wracking. Once you get once you get in the sweet spot, though, it's such a nice feeling <laughs> to know that you're you know you're in tune. The guitars are in tune. The audience are liking what you're doing. You're singing well, you know, it's just getting to that little place of, you know, the holy grail of live performance. Because, uh, you know, it's not always great. You know, someone's struggling away, you know, you might have a bad cough or something, or sound man's are no yeah. good. Um, or, no, you know what I mean. It's just it's just nice to get, and get out and... Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, as you can tell. You mentioned about getting out and doing things as well. Did you do these back garden gigs as well? You was you put a thing on your website, didn't you, to win uh, a, ha- a private oh, gig at your house? Oh yeah, that's right. We got we did a draw. We, we started to you know entice people in and get as many of trying to get everyone into one space so we could talk about the album. And you know they do these things called house concerts where you you go to someone's house and they you entertain the, you know they put rows of seats out if they've already got a little two bedroom flat you get five of you in the front room and you do <laughs> twenty minutes and bugger off or you do you know some people you get a hundred people in a big you know got a great big house down the country or whatever and um, so um, yeah there's one someone's won that down in Somerset so we're going to do Somerset that. yeah so it does, oh, luckily there was a couple of people from the Faroe Islands uh, entered <laughs> so <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, that could have gone wrong yeah, really quickly, yeah. couldn't it? Oh, so so you've got that to look forward so to that's as well. Gonna be a, yeah, that's down the, down the line a little bit further. So. Oh, happy days, happy days. Yeah. Right, let's hear another song from you, Dave. Okay. Uh, what are you going to do now? Um, well, this is the t- track one on the album. I brought the, I brought the 12 string with me for this one. It's called Ghosts. She was already a woman by the time she was seventeen. All her dreams fell out of her pockets, taken by the ghosts in the trees, it seems. She took her whiskey with a little water. She took her water from the wishing well. And in her arms a baby she had carried. And in her eyes was a living hell. I don't think she's gonna marry Oh, I don't think he's hauling home I don't think he's hauling home an ocean he was setting by a foreign sun and when they pulled his body from the river he didn't recognize anyone oh 
don't think he's gonna marry Calling home, I don't think he's calling Time she was seventeen, and eighty years of winter, springs, and autumns, lonesome wanders on its silver stream. Oh, I don't think he's gonna marry. Oh, I don't think he's hauling home. I don't think he's hauling. Oh, oh, I don't think. Gonna marry? Oh, I don't think he's hauling home. I don't think he's hauling home. Amazing, amazing. Well done, Dave. Absolutely amazing. You could see the smile on my face. It, it just, and uh, what really aggravates me is when he just does a little doodle at the end. Because he knows, it's like, yeah, you can't do this. You can, can you do, no, you can't do this. This has got twice the amount of strings as it's supposed to have, and I can still do this. That's amazing, Dave. Thank you. Thank the sand, you. the 12 string, always sounds, it always gives another haunting sound a, to, to a track. It's a nice old guitar. They're tough to keep together, to, to keep in tune, so I'm maybe do a couple of tunes with those at a gig but it, they they can get out of tune quickly and then they sound like a bad piano but <laughs> they uh, they're, they're nice when they're nice if you look after them they look after you, you know. I'm, I'm going to be a right anorak now what so, do you tune that to? that is a secret oh uh, well, that's uh, fair enough <laughs> 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 oh right that's fair enough it's because it's got twice as so many strings you, you know that's what I can't work at but no I'll take that that's, that's a little industry secret there not a problem right now you're walking along Exmouth yeah you're minding your own business you've got a copy of Last Drop of Empty in your pocket for some reason and you bump into someone uh, I did bump into someone yeah absolutely um, floored me because uh, he's one of my I mean look when I was a kid at, down at Kidbrook School I, I think there was three people in the status quo so you know everyone's laughing at you blah blah, blah. I always loved it especially the early quo stuff you know, influences by the melodic stuff and how they play and stuff so you can imagine my surprise when Francis Rossi is walking towards me and we're, we're down in Devon um, and we went down there with the, with the missus and the thing was to we were just going to have a little break we went to Agatha Christie's house down there which was off, you know the missus and, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but I loved that that was so amazing the following day 
bumped into Francis, so it was like Francis Rossi in the library with the Telecaster. You know? <laughs> so I, I, it, it all tapped in nicely, yeah. and it was such a split second. You know, he doesn't want to be pestered, does he? But I said, hey, you know, Francis, I'm down from South East London. I so happened to have a copy of my album, Mud, you know, I just uh, can I, yeah, yeah. And he went, yeah, I know what I can do with you, boy, and that was it. Um, and I didn't think any more of it. And, um, I don't know, last week, Emma, Emma gets an email from someone, it's a is Francis Rossi's PA. Could you give? Could you pass Dave's number on? Francis would like to give you a call. And I'm like, are you serious? What? Yeah, um, you're, you're looking for the wind up. I'm yeah. looking who's mucking mucking about. You know, but so the phone go. I actually phones and I miss his call because <laughs> I'm doing something else. And you I, was I, watching Loose Women. It wasn't Loose Women. It was <laughs> my dear friend Kimberly Walker was on talking about her show Desmond's. Uh, on Mel B's show, I think it was we, that's what I was doing, and I should. And yeah, then the, right. the yeah. phone came, phone call came in. I said, oh, "I've just missed it. I've just missed it." Uh, and Emma, fair play to her, she worked it out. So he, anyway, he called back, and we we had a right old chat for f- half an hour, and he just said he he really loved the album. I mean, can you imagine? Uh, I was just absolutely floored because uh, you know he didn't have to take the time out no, to do that. No, it's an amazing. We ended up talking about the Yorkshire Grey and his half his family in Deptford and Forest Hill back in the day, and yeah. we spoke more about South the South Circle. <laughs> we spoke more <laughs> about than the music, you know. But he was just he was a gentleman, you know. And I know he can, he's you know he's just Francis, you know he's Francis Rossi, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so that was just an absolutely fabulous. You know, just brilliant for me. I loved it. I couldn't yeah. believe I, was, I couldn't sleep that night. You know, it's going on a bit, going on a bit <laughs> no, serious. No, but, but no, it's and the album's realistically endorsed by Francis Rossi because he said it's a great, great album. I, I was just floored when he was saying I've just not stopped listening to it since. He said, "So yeah, you come up to me in the street, blah blah." blah and I thought he's going to have a go at me. You know, yeah. and he went, but I've just got to say, I, I think it's an absolutely, and that's probably what I needed because we've had such a long wait. Mm. So I mean, feel, feel fairly invincible a minute john <laughs> after that little encounter well so you know, after the performances tonight dave you know you've been absolutely amazing uh, you know so if people want to find out more about you where can they go there's there's the website the old the old-fashioned website is, is, is the dave sutherland.co.uk there's facebook and you know the usuals instagram blah 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 um type me in you you know i'm in there i'm in there and give us a call yeah <laughs> And, of course, you're down the Pelton Arms from 5 o'clock on Sunday. 5 o'clock, yeah. Moa Drugger's going to be singing with me and my dear old mate Al Richardson, who is the finest harmonica player in the country. Um, I spoke to him on the phone this morning. Um, he, he's going to jump in with me. Uh, he's worth the entrance fee, even though there is no fee for I was going to say, it's a free you one, can get in. One. You can get in for free at the Pelton. Um, come and see him, if nobody else, because he's fantastic. Dave, once again, thank you ever so much for coming in. My pleasure, Um, John. It's been an absolute blast. Maritime Radio.